Hi everyone, welcome to God's Word with Friends Today, a podcast from Gospel Center Missionary Church, and we're glad that you've joined us. Again at the table with me is Pastor Ben, to his left is Tara, next to her is Missy, and Pastor Jim is at the other end of the table. And of course, we're glad to have you. If you're on the go, thanks for listening to us. If you happen to have a minute to sit down, we'd encourage you to grab a Bible or open your Bible app, and to open it today to Psalm 121. And before we read that passage, let's pray together, and we encourage you, wherever you're at, uh, to pray with us. Show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me. For you are God my Savior, and my hope is in you all day long. Amen. So Psalm 121 is where we're at, starting in verse 1. It says, I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going, both now and forevermore. Well, in this passage, we discover that God is our help. And he's our help at all times. And I'm curious as we get started, can any of you share a person who helped you with a project? Do you ever have a struggle with something, maybe a, a plumbing problem at the house, the car wasn't working, a leak in the roof, a homework assignment to do with a kid, um, a problem that you ran into and somebody was your help in that moment. They came along and kind of came to the rescue. So anybody got a story? We don't all have to share, but if I am not the least bit handy, all right? Uh, when it comes to making things or building things or fixing things, I'm not so good at that. And so I rely a lot on, like, my father-in-law and my, and my dad when they were alive. And, and my brother-in-law now is very handy, and so he helps me with stuff like that. And it keeps my house kind of upright, I think. The thing that's good about having my brother involved is we can call him any time, night or day, and he comes to help us. Thank you, John. <laughs> I have a brother-in-law like that. My, uh, my storm door he put on, my garage door motor he replaced, my hot water heater he helped replace. So I understand that. Anybody else? It doesn't really matter what category it is in, but if I ever have something I need help with for anything, my dad. My dad pretty much knows it all. So in this passage, it says that our help comes from the Lord. Verse 2, my help comes from the Lord. The Lord is our helper. And he's our helper as this week, you know, we continue to talk about and think about the coronavirus and its impact. Um, we even say God is our helper. What does it mean for God to be our helper? Well, you know, the an interesting way that I think about that is I too have had, I have that person in my life that can come and swoop in and help me when I had a home improvement project. And so when it started raining in my downstairs room, we knew to call my father-in-law right away. And he came and he helped us tear up boards, make holes in the wall, uh, undo the bathroom. I just did <laughs> all the work. Um, and 
I didn't call him when something happened and I needed help, he was there to help me. Um, and it was, he couldn't go back and just make everything disappear. He couldn't make the water dry up. He couldn't fix the crack without looking at it. He had to actually dig in and help go through my project with me and find where the source was. But he helped me get through the disaster. Um, I already found myself in it, but he was, he's able to be there and just swoop in and, and help me right where I was at. I just needed to ask for the help. You know, anytime we have a problem with anything electronic or, you know, your refrigerators or anything, anything like that, who's the best person to go to? The manufacturer. You go back to the manufacturer. And the second part of this verse says, where it says, my help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He made it and he can fix it. And he's the highest, he's the highest level of, 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 of being a person who can fix that because he's the maker. So let me ask you uh, the hard question is, does God really help us? Pastor Ben wanted to get into these tough questions on this passage because it says in verse 3, He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. He's your shade at your right hand. And you almost get this idea that, um, that if God's watching over you, there's nothing bad that's going to happen to you. And obviously, all of us know that bad things happen in life. And yet, at Christians, we'll still say, God is my helper. Does God really help us? I know that's a hard one, but any thoughts about that? Well, I think sometimes the way we look at help is not always um, appropriate. Like, I think a lot of times we like to set the rules. Like, you know, I really want um, to not get sick, so God, don't let me get sick. Help me with that. Um, but we don't always look at the big picture. And that's one thing that is so comforting to me about knowing God is in control is he sees the big picture. And um, we're going to have bad things happen. We're going to get sick. We're going to do th things that um, there's going to be things that happen that we don't love. But knowing that God is in control of that and he sees far beyond what we do, not just this time frame, but he sees all of eternity. And uh, so he can help us in ways that um, might not seem helpful, but they are because God sees the bigger picture that we're missing out on. You know, he, he's, he's not surprised. Um, I heard somebody say once, has it ever occurred to you that nothing has ever occurred to God? It's nothing, nothing ever said, wow, I, God has never said, wow, I wasn't expecting that because he sees the, he knows the end from the beginning and, uh, he, and he's never surprised by what comes into our lives. I think it's it's a tough it's a tough to change your perspective because if you think about Jesus like his heartbeat was the heartbeat of the father he wanted to do his will and Jesus lived the years on this life and the majority of his ministry he was misunderstood he lived on the outskirts he was marginalized he suffered um, and then he went through unspeakable suffering when he was crucified and died and that was all part of God's plan to reconcile mankind, but to bring him back into himself. And so when I think about that, that's what Jesus did. It, I think it forces me to change my perspective to say, I'm not living for this earth. I'm living for eternity. And God has a way of preserving what counts. And that's my soul. 
is that he will lead me through whatever disaster, whatever problem, because he's leading me back to him. And that's really where I want to be. Um, it's when I get too attached to this world or get too in love with my life and the way I think it should go that all of a sudden God's opinion and mine start to differ. I also think when it comes to illness and things that we think, God, I'm serving you. Why have you allowed this? I mean, my recent surgery with my back and leg, but I've just, I've met people at physical therapy that I would have never met. I have a new appreciation for how the body's put together and all the little ligaments and muscles and things that um, he put together and makes work together. And um, so many times I think he stops us and causes us to learn something completely different through sickness or illness or things that we might consider harmful, but that he uses for our good. Um, and the last verse here says, the Lord will watch over your coming and going. It might be slow, you might be with a cane, but he's going to watch over it both now and forevermore. And I think those are the two perspectives. We have a now perspective, we have a forevermore perspective. The world has a, a, a now perspective. As Christians, we can have a forevermore perspective too. Mm -hmm. And God is caring for us, not just today, but he's going to care for us for eternity. Yeah, and I think that's a great observation because we do have both. It's not just now and it's not just forever, it's both. Because I think God does help people in the now. Mm -hmm. um, he doesn't always do what we want, but um, many of us have testimonies of times when when God has stepped in and provided in a, a dramatic way or done something mm -hmm. in a dramatic way in the here and now, because God determined that's what was best for us, and we have the hope that in the light of eternity that God is ultimately doing what's best for his children. And so, as the passage says, um, where does our help come from? Our help comes from the Lord. Our help comes from him. As we wrap up, I want to think about that very first line. It says, I lift my eyes to the hills. I've always wondered um, what the psalmist was thinking when he said that. I lift my eyes to the hills because it made me wonder, did he look at the mountains around him and see, like if you were a king or a military leader, did he see um, that's the tactical advantage point is to be up high. You want to have the high ground. And did he look at that and say, you know what, um, I could look at the tactical advantage point and say that's where my help comes from or I could put my hope in the Lord and or did he say I lift my eyes to the hills and um, if you've traveled and gotten to see the Rocky Mountains um, the Appalachian Mountains aren't quite as large or maybe you've gotten to travel around the world and see mountains you know sometimes you see the grandeur of a mountain and you just think my goodness if God could create that how powerful he must be um, maybe that's what he had in mind when he wrote that I lift my eyes to the hills and so that the hills inspired his confidence in God it makes me wonder, how can we lift our eyes, so to speak, uh, so that we see God with greater confidence and we realize he really is our help? And I think that's the question to take home this week is, how can we lift our eyes? And there's different ways. Real quick, any of you got just like a, a sentence thought on that? How you lift your eyes to, to catch the greatness of God and to be assured that he's your help? Stay in the word. Okay. Nature. I just see his creation. It's just unbelievable. And if I can add, when we were in uh, 
mission trip to Peru, it went completely dark at nights. I mean, no light whatsoever. And we're up in the highest mountains. And the stars that we don't see because of our light pollution just overwhelmed me. There's millions of stars up there. And to think that God cares about little me with all he has, it was just overwhelming. Cool. And I think going to prayer, I think we can ask God to help us to shift our focus. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say sing a song that's opposite of how you feel. Oh, that's, that's good. Cool. Um, if you're feeling down in the dumps and you need to sing a, a, a song of praise and worship, if you're feeling high as a kite, sing a dirge. Because I just think that, you know, God has a way of working through song and emotion that might open us up to a connection with him. I agree. That's cool. So this week, we just want to encourage you that our help, your help, comes from the Lord. And lift your eyes, however you need to do that today. But lift your eyes and see that your help comes from the Lord. Until next time, God bless.